When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which goaltender named Russo had the most goals on the weekend? Who got invited to the under-17 tournament? And finally, how did Jamie find the Wenatchee Airport, and is he still there? Let's get right into it, answering yes. all those questions and a lot more on the latest edition of THN on Q, brought to you by BetMGM. I am Will McLaren, and he is Jamie Tozer. Let's do the most important one first. Jamie, the Wenatchee Airport, met Small. or exceeded? Expectations. <laughs> it definitely exceeded expectations, I guess, in terms of smallness. Definitely mm -hmm. the smallest airport I've ever been to. Uh, quite a mess getting here, honestly. Um, if you're coming down, and I'm sure so many of our listeners are, are just itching to get down to one. This is why they're listening. Yep. They don't care about mm -hmm. what happened in the queue. I agree. Uh, if you're going to go down, I suggest drive. Uh, a lot easier. I did get. Really? I do have some show and tell though. So I didn't really know anything about Wenatchee, and I doubt many of our listeners know a lot about Wenatchee either. Uh, turns out it is the self-proclaimed uh, Apple capital of the world. Uh, there's a little place about an hour away from where I'm at. It's called Berwick, and they will yes. fight you for that title. I agree. Yes. And you know what's funny? I've actually been to two WHL games, one in, in um, Kelowna, not Kamloops, in Kelowna, mm -hmm. the other in Victoria, where uh, I was actually given apples at the door. As a giveaway. I can see the apples in Kelowna thing. Yep. That's big time orchard. In fact, I think there's people in Kelowna that'll fight Wenatchee for the for that apple title. Yes, that I agree. Could be so that, the apple in, rivalry. Yeah, interesting little little uh, side rivalry for everyone. So so uh, so, so thanks, like excellent. So thanks to uh, the fact that I didn't really research this totally, um, I get to ask you and be surprised. Who are the wild facing tonight? Uh, Kamloops, coincidentally, oh, okay. and oddly enough. Wenatchee looks an awful lot like Kamloops. I saw the uh, Kamloops radio guy uh, mention that as well today. Uh, very similar mountain range type thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not a Westerner, so I'm not an expert in that mountain range. It's kind of like a desert, deserty slash mountain type landscape. Right. Um, yeah. And the city's kind of in the gully uh, with a river around it. Um, also, kind of looks like Kennewick, which isn't a lot of big surprise considering they're very close together. Washington's a really interesting state. I think when you People think of Washington; they think of you know mountains and snow and skiing. But a lot of the a lot of the uh, state is uh, desert, which is interesting. Very very diverse state. Uh, really cool to drive through. So if you're coming down, I do suggest driving. It's a beautiful drive from Seattle. Excellent, excellent. That is some uh, excellent advice. And uh, like, this is like stop three on this trip. We're, we're going to get to the queue here fairly shortly, so you can get to that game. But you were in what? You're in Arizona. Yep. So I saw an, a game during the NLCS, by the way, which will Random. be over by the time anybody sees this. We're yep. recording Tuesday night, as usual. Game seven of that series is taking place uh, momentarily. Uh, and also in Utah. So yep. and that's, I'd uh, ask why, but I mean... Why not? That's a better yeah. question. The yes, Now, the Phoenix yeah. Coyotes game, that game had some Q flavor. Tristan Luno, mm -hmm. his second NHL game. Mm -hmm. And uh, a, a, a very interesting fight, Ross Johnson versus Liam O'Brien. 
Oh wow! Yeah, big tuna, Liam, Liam yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, one of those uh, one of those guys that every time we come up against them in the alumni and the team reports, it's like, well, here's here's a guy who somehow made it to the NHL <laughs> and you know, and totally on his own merits. Yep. And you know, here and uh, there will be more to come, no doubt. And we're going to talk a little bit about Gatineau. Not in the most favorable circumstances, but we are going to talk about them momentarily. But uh, let's uh, mention something else off the hop. So uh, one of the last things we talked about last Tuesday was the big matchup between the Halifax Mooses and the Ruin Aranda Huskies. At that point, Jamie, I don't believe we knew that Jordan Dume was going to be in the lineup. Um, it might have been announced literally hours or the next day after we recorded. So he was back in the lineup and by golly, he had five points and nobody was really talking about that by the end of the night because um, a fella in net named Russo and uh, I'll leave everybody guessing if they don't know already comes up uh, with the insurance marker in that game. And uh, literally if you've listened to the replays, I su- if you haven't, I suggest you do because uh, some of them are, are completely off the charts. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Dume because he did he did feel kind of overshadowed by uh, Russo's goal. Six points in two games, uh, mm-hmm. coming off an injury too, not just back from NHL camp, but coming off an injury as well. He's already eighth in team scoring, and I kind of <laughs> I kind of do wonder he missed. Uh, I have it written down here. He missed t- the first ten games of the season. He's probably going to miss a month for the World Juniors. Like, does he actually have a shot at the scoring race? Like, even though he's going to miss, like, you know. Well, like, I didn't. I didn't put games. it in as a as a topic this week because uh, we we are kind of going on the fly here this week. But I don't know if you've looked at the leading scorers, Jamie. Yep. There's Young Loshing is leading the league in scoring, which, as we've mentioned before, kind of a surprise. Um, maybe not a total total surprise, but certainly not who you expected even at this stage. And then there's like five people tied. Mm-hmm. for second and then there's about four tied for i want to say sixth or seventh um including uh, maxime Massé, who's the player of the week this week uh he's you know he's he's tied for seventh in scoring but he's two points off the lead uh set by yon loshing so if there's that much of a log jam um at the top um i don't think it'll take much time for jordan yeah. dume to uh blast past most if not all of those guys and and take home the crown in uh, probably a record-setting uh, least number of games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so Russo, were you at the game? Well, were you at this game? Must admit, I was not. Uh-huh. Um, you you know it, Connor uh, Somerville, our producer knows it. I've been battling uh, yes. something, a uh, cold. Uh, it's not COVID. I can I can assure you that. Um, and and of course, the uh, studios here on Bradorian Drive always take all proper COVID protocols. So. No fear of that, but um, but uh, I've just been kind of keeping a low profile. But I did watch it um, on on TV when it took place on CHL feed. Then I turned around and listened to the Eastland TV feed. Shout out to friend of the show Logan Delaney and uh, personal friend of mine uh, Mavs Gillis for absolutely losing their minds on that call. <laughs> if you're watching TSN the following morning, that's the call you heard, and I really hope you had your volume down a little. <laughs> and, a, and a big goal too like in a big game yeah. um Mooseheads win 6-4 um a pretty significant win for them this wasn't just a random game like you mentioned the a confidence building win to beat the Huskies in that fashion now 
Um, eight, one and one, eight, one, one and oh, in their last 10 games, um, a really strong start for the Mooseheads. And that's got to be, um, a big confidence boost for them. Now that they have Dume back, they know that they can beat some good teams. Um, things look good for the Mooseheads. And we all know that there's more to come, come the trade deadline, given the holes in their roster. So, uh, uh, things are looking good in Moose country right now. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and this, this is a big week, it seems for, a number of potentially really high-profile games, some of which involve the Moose. I mean, I don't know what you're doing in Wenatchee at this point. No offense to the people of Wenatchee. Uh, but you, you, better, you better get to the left, to the left coast, your ASAP, uh, Jamie, because uh, there's going to be some strong hockey in the queue, I, I hope, this week. Of course, saying that now, it will not happen, and you can all blame me. <laughs> um, just like you can all blame me when the Gatineau Olympic and the Quebec Rampart, if you're not a fan of one of those teams, Make the playoffs, because what I'm about to say. Uh, Gatton and Quebec, of course, they per- currently occupy the basement in their respective divisions. And yes, it's early, but realistically, uh, given where they're at in their building process, I think it would take a lot, especially for Gatton, given some of their hard luck. You mentioned Tristan Luno suiting up for the Ducks. Of course, we know Sammy Sapp was uh, out uh, in all likelihood for the year with a broken mm-hmm. leg. Um, those two teams could very easily miss the playoffs and that may not seem like news on the surface teams miss the playoffs all the time well not these two uh if you're the ramparts and you miss the playoffs it's the first time in team history the only the last time the franchise did it they were in night it was in 1993 they were the beauport harfang have you ever been to the marcel bedard arena jamie i figure if there's one guy in this conversation <laughs> who's been there you're probably at. No, Kevin. I bet Kevin Jordan's been there, but no, I've not. Yes, he I've has not been there. Yep. Yes, yes. I've seen. I've seen the photos. Uh, QMJHLArenaGuide.com. Give Kevin uh, some from free, free promo right there. Um, but uh, literally a barn, um, maybe like two thousand seats, standing room only, and that's where the uh, Ryan Power originated from, and that's the last time they missed the playoffs. Ninety-three. Got no Olympic. Um, Jamie, what were you doing in the year nineteen eighty-four? Uh, not born. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes. Um, I was three. Um, I think I was just forming my first memories of life. Um, really? Um, actually, watching probably, CHL TV. Watching CHL TV. Exactly. I was, I was going to say probably one of my earliest memories is watching the Stanley Cup finals in probably either 84 or 85. And the, the Gretzky Oilers and being completely taken by that. So uh, that's the last time Gatineau missed the playoffs. There's still the whole Olympic. And it's just, Jamie, if, if you know, you've been following the league for years, I've been following the league for years. And to see those two teams potentially not make it, you know, you don't want to make light of the situation. But hey, in Quebec's case, flags fly forever. I'm sure they don't care as much. Gatineau's case, they have a rich tradition. Um, it just seems weird. Yeah, and when I thought about it too, um, a couple of things came to my mind. The first being, I don't even really recall a time when they like snuck into the playoffs. It seems like they've always kind of had a spot sort of cemented, right? Like it doesn't even yeah. feel like they've grabbed that last seed on the last day of the season or anything dramatic like that. It feels like they've just kind of always gotten in uh, fairly <laughs> safely. Um, the other thing though, that kind of, once I started to think about it, is it all that impressive, really? Um, considering for quite a few years now, only two teams has missed the playoffs in the queue. Um, so, and that's a big chunk of this streak. So I'm not even sure how impressive it is. It is 
a cool achievement, certainly for any sports team, um, when not every team does make the playoffs. Um, but I'm, I'm not quite sure how big of an achievement it is. I'll say this much for Hall slash Gatineau. When their streak began, the league was much smaller. Um, you know, it was, I think it was a 10 team league uh, at that point. So combine fewer teams with cyclical nature of junior hockey, invariably somebody's going to miss the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. almost a, a rite of passage, so to speak. Um, I, I guess that, that adds to it a little bit. And the fact that there's no other team in, there's no other team in the CHL that comes close to Hall or Gatineau. And there is no other team in the queue that comes close to either Quebec or Gatineau. It does, it, you're right. You know, it, it's, it's in a way difficult if, if you want to use that uh, term to miss the playoffs, but everybody seems to do it except for these two teams. So mm-hmm. just a kind of, kind of, kind of an oddity uh, of sorts and just a bit of a talking point on what was kind of more of a relatively slow uh, news week in the queue. In fact, yeah, I'll add, I'll add one thing. Well, before we move on, um, mm-hmm. I think they're in tough to make the playoffs. Like I look at the other teams that are kind of in the same position as Quebec and Gatineau right now. These teams are rebuilding and they're at the very bottom of the rebuild. They're probably going to sell off uh, players that they can at Christmas. And I look at the other teams around them. Most of the other teams are probably going to try and improve after Christmas. So I think that they're both kind of going to be in tough uh, to make the postseason. Um, assuming none of those other teams around them uh, blow up their team, which I, I don't really think a lot of them are. Yeah, and also probably a case of you know who's who's banking the most points now. Yeah, generally that can be a determining factor. Sure. And we've seen you know in the West, in particular, you know your Sherbrooke's and your Valdors teams that were supposed to occupy in the lower echelons, they've they've gained a few valuable points. And the longer the season goes on, the those. Uh, those uh, gaps uh, between teams can be uh, harder to overcome. So uh, see what happens, but it could be uh, uh, history making, not necessarily for the right reasons, but uh, again, they've had great runs and you know, it, was, it was bound to happen at some point, but it just took a lot longer than uh, most teams take uh, for that to happen. Um, however, of course, one of the good uh, uh, residual effects of that will be, if they end up missing, they will be in the lower echelons of, uh, of the league standings for you know however long. They'll be able to recoup on prospects, and when they recoup on their prospects, they'll proudly announce that those players are representing the Team Canada at the World Under Seventeen Hockey Challenge. The roster for this year's event has been named, and a pretty good assortment coming out of the queue. Um, six players named Team Red, uh, one of which should know William Lasalle. Uh, goaltender in the Ramuski system is still playing uh, under 18 AAA and uh, five players on team white. Uh, most of these players uh, highly uh, touted uh, high draft picks this year. And, and for the most part as well, Jamie, something that, that caught my eye um, already making an impact for the most part on, on many other teams. Yeah. That's kind of the thing that really stands out. Like these are, players that are really core pieces of their teams and core pieces of their teams, not four years down the road. These are core pieces of their teams either now or one or two years down the road. Um, certainly Moncton really sticks out. Sean Carrier, who I think Carrier's had a bit of a slow start um, compared to Caleb Denoye. Denoye 
had a slow-ish start, but has really um, turned it on the past few games. Had a great game against St. John, three points, um, uh, career best so far in his young career uh, on Saturday. 11 points in 12 games already, fourth in rookie scoring, so that's great numbers for a first overall pick, certainly living up to the hype. Um, then you look at some of the other core players. You know, The Armada have a couple. Um, Shakutami has a couple. So certainly um, good pieces moving forward. If I had to look at the draft, um, if I had to pick who I thought on draft day was going to make the under-17s, I'm not really surprised by any of these players. I think if there's one surprise, it's probably Owen Conrad, who we talked a little bit about last week. I think he's mm-hmm. exceeded expectations so far. Just terrific numbers for a 16-year-old defenseman, eight points in seven games uh, for a player who I think was uh, a little bit under a point per game last year in, in under-18. So he's having a really good start. Not a huge surprise to see him make this team given his numbers. But um, again, if I had to pick in June, who I thought was going to make the team, he probably wouldn't be on there. LaSalle is an interesting one. I think um, he's someone who idolizes Devin Levi and Devin Levi, as we know, was a very good goaltender in the NCAA system. LaSalle mm-hmm. attended Ramuski camp, but left after the 48 hours to maintain his eligibility. And he's, he plays with Lac St. Louis. So we know he NCAA is on his radar for most of those players. Interesting part I do think about him, um, just given Ramuski's Memorial Cup situation, if they do win the 2025 bid, how does that perhaps help recruit him to the league? Um, and then the other flip side to that is he was a 10th overall pick. And I think, you know, that's going to be interesting to see if Ramuski chooses to keep his rights or if they're going to opt to, to uh, get a compensatory pick in next year's draft. So that's um, an interesting story. And then one player also, Zachary Morin who's had a, a great, great numbers in the USHL so far this season, probably not going to come to the queue. Uh, he was a 19th overall pick by the Armada. It would probably be a surprise to see him come at this point, uh, Boston university commit, but you never know. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, the as I continue, it's extremely long winded uh, take on this under 17. That's right. It's not like you have a game to go to. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Gavin McKenna, who I think is probably going to be the standout of this whole tournament. Uh, he's not, not a stranger to Charlottetown in Summerside where the storm is being played. He played with uh, team UConn at the Kennedy games last year. So, uh, he'll probably be quite comfortable in the facilities. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned LaSalle, I think it's very, maybe you're maybe reading too much into it, but I, I don't necessarily think so based on past precedent. The fact that LaSalle is mentioned in the Q's, um, press release, but Moran was not. Um, I don't know if you want to read anything into that. I will say this much in previous years, when, when the league releases, uh, the, the list of players, they tend to include all players, mm-hmm. including those who are not, who are just their rights are owned by a QMJHL team, but are not necessarily playing in the league. Um, a number of whom have gone on to play, uh, or never play in the queue. So, uh, that's kind of an interesting little twist and you're right, Jamie. I mean, if, if Ramuski gets uh, awarded the uh, 2025 Memorial Cup, I think all bets are, are certainly off. Um, I, I understand that there's a lot of teams out there who are more than willing to roll the dice, but you know that, you're talking about a 10th overall pick and using it on a goaltender. That combination in itself nowadays is becoming more and more rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you make that pick if you're the Ramuski Oceanic with the intent of just, you know, of just expecting a compensatory pick, you know, uh, the following year. 
uh, it's, that doesn't really add up. Obviously, um, things can change, but um, um, yeah, it is you know, within the scope of the players we're talking about here. Definitely, Lasell is the uh, is probably the one with the most discussion around him who's not in the queue. And of course, you mentioned the other guy, the guy who probably has the most discussion around him. Period. Right now, Owen Conrad, who you know. Every team in the league would take a point of game defenseman who is 19, let alone a guy who's pointing game at 16. I know it's, you know, a dozen games in, but nonetheless, very impressive early season uh, output from him. Uh, Conrad and LaSalle, uh, for the record, joined by Sean Carrier, Nathan LeCompte from uh, Chicoutimi, Liam Kilfoyle, had a, who's had a strong start in Halifax, mm-hmm. and Xavier Villeneuve in Blainville on Team Red, Team White, Features uh, Caleb Denoye, as mentioned. Cole Chandler, who's had a very strong season so far in Schwinnigan. Couple game winners. Emile Guite uh, from Chicoutimi. Matteo Norbert uh, from Blainville Barbion, third overall pick this year. And Alex Huang from Chicoutimi in that tournament, as you already mentioned, Jamie, taking place November 2nd to 11th in Charlottetown and Summerside. And assuming you're not going to be somewhere else on the continent, Will you be taking in any of that action? It's it's possible. It's possible. It's it's not it's not locked in, but it's uh, it's possible. We'll see how it goes. I saw they already have the uh, the ice painted in Charlottetown. They really like painting the uh, that ice early up there. Well, you know, there's certain other guys who like ripping it up. So. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's jokes to be made there, isn't it? Yes, there there <laughs> real ones. No. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving right along to the NHL team of the week, uh, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Sabres, and we're not going to talk yeah, too hours, much about them. Need hours to talk about the Sabres. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you're going to miss the first period of this game. Um, <laughs> one player drafted, uh, currently playing in the queue, uh, Vasvlad Komarov, of course, uh, of your defending Memorial Cup champion, Quebec Grand Prix, played a big, big factor in that uh, Memorial Cup victory last spring and is back with the Ramparts this year. Um, probably a number of phones are already ringing in Simon Gagné's office over him. Yeah, I'd have to think so. And certainly being an import player complicates things, but a player with his experience um, and skill set, I would imagine, will be in pretty high demand. Uh, entering his third season in the queue, turns 20 in January. 39 points in 62 games last season, so certainly not a, a huge offensive defenseman, more as a defensive defenseman, but like we see all the time with older D-men in the queue, um, those point totals will probably inch up as he uh, continues to move along here, especially if he gets dealt to a contending team that has a bit more offense than what the Remparts have. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's probably safe to say that he's going to be dealt um, at Christmas, Will, do you? as you have a coughing fit, I think that's a fairly safe assumption, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for stringing that out for the extra five seconds for me to <laughs> unmute and actually begin talking and not just hacking up along. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I think his numbers will probably be even decent in Quebec the first yeah. half of the year anyway, just because he's going to drive the offense. Yeah. And 
Yeah, already has uh, already has six points in eight games, and it's not yeah. like the Remparts are uh, lighting it up offensively either. So it's pretty not pretty not, not, not necessarily. No, Zach Bolduc's not uh, walking through that door. Um, but uh, Vesvold uh, Kamarov is walking through the door. At least he is for now, and uh, will be a big part of the Rampart in one way, shape, or form for the rest of this year. He was a fifth round pick, uh, incidentally, of the Sabers back in 2022. Uh, nobody in the NHL uh, on their roster, um, but there is one guy in the AHL, and this guy, he was only here for the last half of last season, capping off a four-year overall career in the queue, but what a half a season he had. Olivier Nadeau makes the step to the Rochester Americans this year after a lights-out, at least regular season, uh, in the second half with Gatineau. Yeah, 46 points in 34 games last season. Really uh, excellent numbers with, with Gatineau. And certainly a disappointing end to the year uh, coming up short with the Olympique and then a really disappointing finish for them. But he's, he's not going to be remembered for that run, I don't think. He's going to be remembered for probably the the heroics uh, the year before with Schoenigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine that that 2022 Schoenigan team winning the first President Cup um, in, in, I think it was still President Cup at the time, um, yes, in uh, in Schwinnigan history, hard to believe their first ever championship. Uh, so I imagine he'll be remembered forever, along with the rest of that team. Had a, such a great season uh, with Schwinnigan, seventy points in sixty five games that year, but had a, such an explosive playoff run, a point per game in the playoffs, sixteen points, sixteen games, uh, and then carried that over into the Memorial Cup, six points in four games. And have to think that if if Schwinnigan had have advanced to the Memorial Cup final and won the Memorial Cup, he probably would have been in the MVP conversation at that tournament. Um, yeah. Just a, a fantastic player, and I would imagine someone who is probably going to adjust pretty well to the pro game. So I'm curious to see how he how he performs in the HL this year. Yeah, definitely. And and you're right that that run that that was that Schwinnigan team um, as far as as far as the four overall squads that were in St. John in 2022, plug your ears, Jamie, plug your ears, Trevor, Georgie. That Schoenigan team for me made the tournament. They were, they, they were the must watch team. St. John was great. I found the entire storyline of St. John might've uh, overshadowed yeah. how talented of a squad they were at times, fully deserving of, of their victory. I don't care what people say. The format's the format. Um, but uh, but but really, is that Schoenigan team? They they just had that spark with guys like Nedo, um, Pierre Dubé, and you know Borgo and, and Maverick Bork, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was just it was just a, a lot of guys. And for I think for people who didn't follow the league that closely, once they got to see that cataract team, I, I think they they didn't really fully appreciate what they brought to the table until they did see them, like guys. Even on the blue line, guys like um, Angus Booth and Isaac Menard, who who were key contributors to that team, that was a full. That was, that was a very loaded roster that uh, that uh, ended up here in in St. John, who did, and a team that didn't get a lot of headlines during the regular season, yeah. or even in the in the playoffs. And the Doe, yeah. you're right, did play a big part of that. And I think, as you mentioned, that uh, that sort of performance, and even his regular season performance. In Gatineau, uh, last half of last year, he drove that line with Riley Kidney, and and um, he will. Uh, I, I think what he's shown in both of those instances, 
the adaptability, especially going from team to team, it's going to serve him very well in the AHL. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny you mentioned Schwinnigan. Like, I don't think – did anybody pick them to win, like, the league championship? That, that's pretty wild that they, they won it the way they did. Um, and then, you know, pre- came pretty close to making the Memorial Cup final. They very easily could have won that last game of the uh, of the round robin against St. John. That was a – man, what a game that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, instant, that was an instant classic for sure. And, you know, even the semifinal against Hamilton was one heck of a game. Um, no, I think my pick that year, ironically, was Quebec, um, who I did not pick last year, um, of course, because um, I picked Gatineau, of course, <laughs> or maybe Sherbrooke. It's time. That's what I'm telling you. Like, it's time to get on the Valdor bandwagon. Well, I know. I'm, starting to, I'm, I'm starting to to buy in here a little bit. The, the second, if, you're, if you don't want your team to win, tell me to pick them for something good. That will make it, and actually Jamie too. He's equally to blame. I'm not sure taking all the blame for that. It's true. It's pretty bad. That, now that now before uh, we go any further, I mean we, we're just on the verge of wrapping things up here. Um, you've got a game to watch in uh, uh, about an hour and change, um, but fans around the queue are going to have a lot of games to watch this week. And as we mentioned off the top, there's a few potential highlight variety games that um, fans across the league be tuning into or watching in person. Yeah, this, uh, this Moncton Halifax game is really intriguing. They have exactly identical records so far, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And I think most people are probably like me and hoping that they kind of continue this all year long because it'd be awesome to see uh, Moncton Halifax really battle it out for a top spot in the division. I don't know if that's going to last all year or if Halifax is going to kind of take off, but we'll, we'll see kind of how, how things play out. But for the time being, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think from a Moncton perspective, I think it's, it's good experience to be in these games and good experience for them moving forward in the coming years when they're going to have a lot of big regular season games. Um, so I think that this is, this is good, good, good test for them to, to kind of get into that mindset uh, to battle for first place. Um, but yeah, some some intriguing games elsewhere in the East. Victor and, and Baykamo, Baykamo and Ramuski, and that Drakkar team has been a lot of fun. We talked about them so far. They've they've kind of lived up exactly to what we thought they were going to be: high scoring and, and a little interesting on the back end. Which a lot of six four games, which is fun. Which is fun. Yeah, that was great. Great for fans. Terrible yeah. for coaches. <laughs> yeah, some great some great games this weekend. Uh, they're not, of course, two of them are on Wednesday. Uh, but there's actually some some good games on on the weekend for for a change. That's nice. Rare Wednesday games <laughs> in the queue that are of, of uh, particular interest doesn't happen very often. So of course, yeah, you know, we'll just have to take take those lumps uh, as they come. So uh, that about does it for us here, um, Jamie. Uh, first of all, enjoy all that uh, the Wenatchee Wild have to offer. Um, I know you were rather taken by the uh, by the airport and uh, the fact that somebody hand delivered your luggage through Good an people. open window. Good people. Shout out to shout out to Buddy too at the rental car place. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going. On. I don't know what's going on back there. There's a lot going on. Uh, shout out to whatever it is that was going on for for figuring out. It's an, an internal battle for sure. Uh, so I appreciate it. 
I'd yeah. like you. I know you got to go, but I'd like you to expand on that comment a little well, bit. Well, I I booked a car. Was he battling? Obviously. Was he battling with the baggage guy? Or I, was no, it? no, no, no. This this is Wenatchee, man. Don't people don't fight down here? Um, this is like I don't know what was going on. He was talking about like there's like thousands of cars got recalled, and I'm like, how many rental cars you got back there? Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, I was there for like I was there for like a half hour. Him figuring out stuff like the web the website wasn't working or something. I don't know what was going on, but anyway, I was there. I, I was literally literally the only person at the airport for. Did he just lend hour. you his car at the end of it? I or? thought it was going to come to that. Then I ended up with like a free upgrade, and I'm like, how did this take so long to figure out? So, hmm. what are you driving then? I gotta ask. Um, uh, if you're in the, uh, I guess this is being taped, not live. If you're in the Wenatchee area, you see someone rolling up to the town Toyota Center with a with a black Cadillac. Um, mm, yeah, <laughs> cost me yeah. Uh, cost me seventy bucks. Uh, yeah, it's I'm riding I'm riding the style. Really, just like home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's probably maybe a downgrade from the Corolla, honestly. I Corolla owner here as well. Hey, yep. you know, I'm I'm not going to bit smirch them. Yep. They're an excellent, economical little car. Great. All right. Well, um, that's about all that I've got right there. So enjoy the game, Jamie. Enjoy the Cadillac. And, of course, have a safe trip home. For the rest of you, we will be back in about a week's time to talk about all that's taking place between now and then in the QMJHL. This is THN on the Q, brought to you by BetMGM. We'll see you next week. <laughs>